Is that close enough that you pick me up okay? All right. Um, I, I don't know if I finished a thought earlier today, but I just want to, you know, we've asked people to help with the, the um, Advent wreath and um, at the hanging of the greens uh, service tonight. And, and we have more than enough. I, I wish it was this way all the time. Let me say that. You know, when you have something that needs to be done in the church, it ha- just people lined up to say, boy, pastor, I'll do that. Well, that's kind of what's happened here. And so um, we had a lot of people say, I would be glad to, to read for the Hanging of the Green service. I can't use all of you. I had too many. So if you, if you submitted your name as someone who could read, but I didn't give you a part, it's not because I don't like you anymore. I'm not mad at you. It's just that we had more people than we needed, and that's a good thing. So try again next year, okay? Um, I want to talk this morning about making the most of Christmas. You know, for many people, making the most of Christmas simply means this nostalgic, warm, fuzzy feeling that comes with listening to carols on your favorite CDs or old records. I have some of those old records. Um, Decorating the house inside and out, finding that perfect Christmas tree or pulling... One out of the box that manufacturing made perfect. Indulging in those taste treats that tend to be unique to the season. And anticipating the gifts that you'll open either on Christmas Eve or on Christmas morning, depending on which way you celebrate. If you watch the Hallmark Channel, how many of you watch the Hallmark Channel? Come on. They're all feel-good stories. Uh, you got, you know, we had to have that at Christmas time. It's just one of those things. But if you watch the Hallmark Channel, you'll find out that Christmas is all about falling in love or rediscovering the spirit of Christmas, whatever that means. I don't think it means the same thing as I would think of, but that's what Christmas is about. But it's fun, enjoyable, tasty. Traditional and yes, even important as these things may be to our celebrations of Christmas, it can be, it can mean so much more than these things. In fact, you cannot make the most of Christmas without focusing on the true meaning. So with all that we do to celebrate Christmas, it's incredibly easy to miss the point. You know, Julie and I were talking about that. Sometimes we just, we get in a froth at Christmas time. It's like, oh, there's so much to do and so many people to buy for and the Christmas cards and the Christmas letters and the services to attend and, and on and on and the stuff to bake and the people to have in. And, and we get so busy celebrating Christmas that we really forget or miss celebrating Christmas. So we buy the tree And miss the significance of the evergreen. We light the candles and miss the significance of the light. We exchange gifts and miss the significance of the indescribable gift. We talk of Santa Claus and miss the significance of the giver of all good gifts. 
We want to listen to Christmas music on one of those stations that plays your favorites all season long. And on most of them, you'll hear Jingle Bells and Frosty the Snowman and the most wonderful time of the year and the Christmas song and Here Comes Santa Claus and Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and Holly Jolly Christmas and Jingle Bell Rock and a hundred other holiday songs that talk about everything related to Christmas except the birth of Jesus. So with all we do to make the most of Christmas, it can be way easy to fail in the attempt. So Luke unfolds for us in the passage that Dean read for us today. He unfolds for us the account of a group of rather unlikely folks, as Julie pointed out, who have a lot to teach us about how to make the most of Christmas. When the shepherds heard the message of Christmas, they didn't rush into Bethlehem with their buddies to celebrate it at the local hangout. Nor did they gather for the annual Shepherd's Company Christmas party or even exchange gifts with one another. See, they made the most of Christmas. And if we follow their example, so can we. And it involves four steps. And the first is this. Calculate it. Calculate it. See, that night had begun like any other. The day shift had gone home and the new night crew had come on. The sheep were bedded and all was quiet. Then suddenly the heavens burst open with angelic hosts, bringing good tidings of great joy. A Savior had been born. The shepherds got together and talked about what they had just experienced. And then they said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they rushed to town to check it out for themselves. How can we make the most of Christmas? Well, we check it out. Put it in the calculator. Add it all up. Begin your search like they did. Open your Bible. Search the Old Testament scriptures. And I have a set of reference books in my library, in my office, authored by Herbert Lockyer. And Dean knows all about these, and some of you do too. Each volume, and there I don't even know how many there are. There's probably over 20 volumes. But each volume deals with a different topic, such as all the prayers of the Bible, or all the promises of the Bible, or all the women of the Bible, and so on. And the largest volume, just by looking at how thick it is across the back of that volume, the largest volume in the set is the one entitled, All the Messianic Prophecies of the Bible. There are prophecies about his pre-existence, of his ancestry, of his dual nature, of his birth, of his character, of his ministry, of his resurrection, of his ascension and exaltation, and of his second advent. Folks, there's a lot you can dig out. If you're willing to calculate it, Jesus is all over the Old Testament. And then when you finish there, you can go to the New Testament and read the birth accounts in Matthew 1 and 2 and Luke chapter 2. Calculate it. Add it up. Check it out. It'll be well worth your time. 
Then the second thing that the shepherds did was contemplate it. Now, depending on the version you read, it tells us that the shepherds were amazed or wondered or marveled at what they saw and heard. And Mary, it says, she kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. See, they gave, they contemplated, they gave deep and prayerful thought to what all that they had seen and heard meant. And perhaps some of us, perhaps for some of us, it's been a long time since we have given serious contemplation to all that the coming of Christ means. Maybe that's because we don't take time to do so. For some of the reasons I've mentioned already. And it's probably not that we, we don't realize the importance of meditating on the coming of Jesus. And I think we would all agree that contemplating the birth of Jesus and all that it means would have benefit for us personally. But it seems that the Christmas season is such a busy time. It reminds me of a song. And um, it was, I guess, because we listen so often to this particular artist when our girls were, when we were raising our girls when they were little. I, I, I go back to these songs often at Christmas time. This is one that Evie Tornquist did. It's called Move Me Closer or A Shepherd's Prayer. And it goes like this. Was the night before Christmas, and my only desire was peace among kids and to rest by the fire. Can you already hear a little bit of, ooh, we got a lot going on here. I just settled down in my favorite chair when I heard a small voice and a cry of despair. As I stared at the hearth, I saw a strange sight. Our nativity t- scene in the flickering light seemed almost alive. And how could this be? One lowly shepherd was calling to me. Move me closer. Move me closer. Move me closer to the child. Let me see him. Let me hold his hand. Move me closer to the child. As you can well imagine, I was a bit surprised. So with a shake of the head and a rub of the eyes, I took another look. And what did I see? Without a doubt, he was looking at me. It seems in the hustle and bustle of things, the wrapping of gifts and the building of swings, and they're done that, in assembling this scene, I'd been a bit hurried, and understandably so, he was a little bit worried. Move me closer. Move me closer. Move me closer to the child. Let me see him. Let me hold his hand. Move me closer to the child. You see, candy canes and holly trim don't mean a thing to him. If they kept him from his post beside the child he loved most. So as strange as I know it must seem, whether it it was or wasn't a dream, I placed him back where he belonged as he sang again his simple song. And now when we at Christmas share, we sing his song, A Shepherd's Prayer. Move me closer, move me closer, move me closer to the child. Let me see him, let me hold his hand. Move me closer to the child. 
If we are to contemplate all that Christmas should and does mean, then we need to slow down. We need to take time. We need to get alone. And as we do, and as the Holy Spirit speaks to us, we can be impacted anew on the meaning of Emmanuel, God with us. We can move closer to Jesus. So I would encourage you, use your private devotional time to ponder for yourself, to be still, and contemplate the true meaning of Christmas. And then, celebrate it. Once the shepherds calculated all, all that it meant and comp- contemplated on it, they could not help but celebrate it. They returned, it says, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had seen and heard as it was told to them. Why do you think December is filled with such an anticipation and almost um, an atmospheric change in the air? People greet one another with smiles, even open doors for one another. Think, well, unless you take the parking spot. Think about it. You walk through crowded malls, and what do you hear on the sound systems? The carols of Christmas in the air. Songs that speak of joy, peace, laughter, love, fun, and we hope of praise to Jesus. Celebration is why we plan Advent and Christmas in the church the way we do. The music, the decorations, the Advent wreath. The hanging of the greens, all intended to help us celebrate the birth of Jesus. But celebration is not and should not be restricted to the church building in our gatherings. Most of us have the music and symbols and decorations of Christmas in our homes. We have the opportunity to celebrate all season long right where we live. And God inhabits the praise of his people. And so may God give each of us the grace to truly celebrate Christ in this season. And then the fourth thing, circulate it. See, the shepherds became eyewitnesses to this very event on that night. Their eyes had looked upon the one whom the prophets had foretold for centuries. They had heard the music of heaven. And so they calculated it. They contemplated it. They celebrated it. And now they began to circulate the good news. And this, I think this fits in so well with with where we've just come from in this series I preached just previous to this. It says, when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. Are you aware that many do not experience the joy of Christmas? Do you realize that this season is a time of struggle for some folks? Did you know that the suicide rate in our country is highest during the month of December? People need to hear the good news of God who loves them so much that he sent his son. They need to know that this isn't just a baby. 
This is a child that was given. It's the ultimate parent giving the ultimate child. Isaiah 9, 6 says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And then in John chapter 3, verse 16, a verse that many of us learned as children are very familiar with. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. This is love that was willing to descend. Love that was willing to die in order to save us. God loves us like no other. And they need to know that, G- that in Jesus they can find acceptance. In Him they find God's means of forgiveness. That's the ultimate acceptance. They need to know that in Jesus they can find meaning, purpose, and freedom from futility. They need to know that in receiving Christ into their lives, they will receive the central character of all history, of all life. You know, you may give your family and friends a lot of gifts this year, but the greatest gift you could ever give is to circulate to them the truth that Jesus came to save his people from their sins. The shepherds made the most of that first Christmas. And so can you this Christmas. Check it out. Marvel at its wonder. Give God glory by opening your heart to him. And don't keep quiet about it. Someone you know needs to know Christ. Share him with others. If I could have those who will help be helping serve communion, prepare and come at this time, you can begin to distribute.